0: So continuing then with the chapter we began last time, in the last lesson, Babu Maja'a Fid Tatayyur, the chapter regarding what has been mentioned in regards to omens and superstitions and the likes. And we did the opening two ayat, and we now arrive at the hadith which is the hadith of Abu Hurairah, Radiallahu anhu, Anna Rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqal, la adwa wa la tayra wa la hamma wa la sufrah. In this particular narration, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam negated The existence of several affairs, several affairs that are connected to in some way or another, omens and superstitions. We'll go through all of those one by one. Firstly, la adwa. That there is no contagion. Al muradu bil adwa. And the intent behind contagion is intiqal al marad min shahs ila shahs, or min bahima ila bahima, or min makan ila makan. Contagion, Sheikh Al-Fawzan says, the adwa it is in reference to. The transfer or transmission of illness from one person to another, or from an animal to another, or from a place to another place. The transmission of disease from one person to another person, or one animal to another animal, or from one place to another place, that is al-'adwa. Wal-marz مِنْ min ma'hal ila ma'hal, yta'dda min al-mariz هذا شيء موجود. He says illness or disease it transmits, it moves from one place to another, and from the sick to the healthy, and this is something that is present, and it is something that exists. صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَا يَنْفِي هذا. And then the Shaykh says that in the narration Right now that we're on, La Adwa is the first thing mentioned, that there is no contagion. He says the Messenger is not negating the fact that disease can transmit from one person to another, from one animal to another, from one place to another. The Messenger was not negating that. That exists, the Sheikh says, هذا شيء موجود وانما ينفي العدوى التي كان يعتقدها اهل الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ من ان المرض يتعدى بنفسه بدون تقدير الله سبحانه وتعالى he says what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was negating in this narration is the contagion or the belief behind contagion that the people of Jahiliyyah used to believe in, which was that diseases transmit from one to another, from place to place. Inherently in and of themselves separate from the decree of Allah. That diseases they transmit in and of themselves inherently without any connection to the decree of Allah. That is what the Messenger was negating when he said, La adwa, there is no contagion. Meaning there is no contagion how the people of Jahiliyyah used to believe and uh, 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 believe in, which was that disease spreads by itself, separate of the decree of Allah. So contagion, it is إِنْتِقَالُ الْمَرَضُ مِنْ, محل إلى محل بسبب قرب الصحيح من المريض. So contagion it is, he says, transmission of the disease from one place to another, meaning maybe one person to another, one animal to another, from one to another, due to the proximity of the healthy one to the sick one, that the disease may transmit from one to another, due to the closeness and proximity of the healthy one to the ill one. laha Allah But the one who decrees that to occur is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not like the kuffar who say, if you mix with somebody ill, then you will become ill. The disease will come unto you. Not like that. That's the belief of jahiliyyah that the messenger negated. But we say, yes, the one who is well and healthy, if he mixes with somebody ill, then Allah may decree that the illness of the ill one transmits to the healthy one, so he becomes ill too. But Allah is the one who decrees for that to occur because sometimes somebody healthy May mix with somebody who is ill, has a disease Mixes with him, sits with him, spends time with him But afterwards this healthy person never becomes ill So it is Allah who decrees Whether that transmission occurs or not Whereas in Jahiliyyah They excluded the aspect of the decree They said if you mix with somebody ill That's it, you're done for you're going to become ill. The disease, it transmits itself. And that is what the Messenger was negating. It is not like that. Rather, it is Allah who decrees that, يقرب, نعم, فقد يَقْرُبُ الصَّحِيحِ من المريض ولا يصيبه شيء. So sometimes somebody healthy may mix with somebody who has a disease or illness, but... The healthy person doesn't become sick. Doesn't become sick. وَقَدْ يَقْرُبْ وَيُصَابْ And sometimes the healthy person may mix with the one who is ill and become ill afterwards too. Sometimes it may occur. وَالسَّبَبْ And what is the cause behind that? Why is it that sometimes a healthy person may mix with somebody who is ill and become ill too? And sometimes he mixes with somebody ill and doesn't become ill. What is the cause behind that? ilallah, that this all returns back to Allah, the decree of Allah. Insha' Subhanahu wa Taala, هذا المرض. If Allah decrees, then the illness transmits from the. Ill person to the healthy one with that mixing, if Allah decrees that occurs, And if Allah wills, then the disease does not transmit. The healthy person mixes with that ill one but doesn't become ill. Fa mujarrad al al mahal al أَمَّا التأثر فَهُوَ بِيَدِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وتعالى. So, mixing with somebody who is ill, who is sick, or going to a land or a location where disease has become widespread, a plague of some nature, uh, some disease has spread in that area. Doing that, going to that type of location or mixing with somebody who's ill, And sick, those are means to the healthy person possibly becoming sick. They are means to it. Mixing with somebody ill is a possible means for you to become ill. Going to a place where disease is widespread, you going there, is a means to you possibly becoming ill too. But the actual effect whether you do become ill or not after doing that, after mixing with somebody ill, or going to a place where disease has become widespread, whether you actually become ill or not, that is by the decree of Allah, if Allah wills. You going there and mixing there is a means to you becoming ill, but whether the effect actually takes place, that is by the decree of Allah Some people may become ill after that Some people do not That is all uh, by the will of Allah And returns to the decree of Allah فَقَدْ يَدْخُلُ الْإِنسَانُ فِي الْأَرْضِ A person may go to a land Where disease is widespread in there Some type of disease or, or plague Or whatever it may be has spread in that land He goes there and yet he doesn't become sick. He doesn't become sick. وَقَدْ الْمُمَرَّضِ عَلَى الْمُصَحْ وَلَا يُصَابُ And a sick person may be placed in proximity with the healthy one and that healthy one does not become sick. وَقَدْ يَنَامُ الْمَرِيضُ بِجَانِبِ الصَّحِيحِ وَلَا يُصَابُ And a healthy person who's not sick may even go to sleep next to a person who is sick and has some disease and yet the healthy person doesn't become sick. He doesn't become sick. وَقَدْ يُصَابُ But maybe he may become sick. Meaning all of those actions are the means But the actual effect Whether the means take a hold And you do become sick or not after those means That returns back to the decree of Allah It is not like the people of Jahiliyyah believed If you take those means You fall into those means You're done for The disease will spread by itself. There's nothing to do with the decree of Allah, they used to believe. It will spread, it will transmit. And that's what the Messenger was negating. Do not believe that. Rather, the means are there, but whether the impact occurs or not, whether you become ill or not, is by the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمَا وَجْهُ التَّفْرِيقِ بَيْنَ الْحَالَتَيْنِ so what is the, the difference between these two situations then? That the difference between these affairs is that it all returns back to the will of Allah. It returns back to the will of Allah. Whether a person becomes sick or doesn't become sick, after mixing with the one who is sick, or going to the land where disease is widespread. Amma ahlul Jahiliyya, fala يُفَرِّقُونَ Then al-Shaykh al-Fawzan says, But the people of Jahiliyya, they did not used to differentiate the affair. أَنَّ عِنْدَهُمْ أَنَّ كُلَّ مَنْ قَارَبَ الْمَرَضِ أَوْ كُلَّ مَنْ قَارَبَ الْمَرِيضِ أَنَّهُ يُصَابْ According to them, If you mixed with somebody ill Or went to some place where disease is widespread Then you are going to become ill The disease spreads by itself There is no connection to whether Allah wills that or is decreed They believed disease inherently in and of itself spreads As the kuffar believe now It's contagious, you're going to catch it It's going to spread Nothing to do with the decree of Allah, the will of Allah For them it is the disease itself it just spreads So that's what the messenger was negating وَلَا يَنصِبُونَ هَذَا إِلَىٰ قَضَاءِ إِلَىٰ قَضَاءِ الله So the people of Jahiliya never used to attribute this affair Back to Allah, back to the decree وَلَا يَتَوَكَّلُونَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ And they never used to put their trust in Allah وَيَفْرِطُونَ فِي التشاؤم وَالتَّطَيُّرْ وَانْتِقَالُ الْعَدْوَىٰ وَيَعْمَلُونَ تُضْحِكُ So they never used to have their trust in Allah. And instead they used to exaggerate in their pessimism, in their pessimistic attitude uh, and the, the type of omen and superstition they believed in when it came to disease and contagion that it's going to spread by itself, the disease transmits by itself. And so that was a great degree of pessimism they had and a degree of omen that they believed in with these diseases transmitting and transferring by themselves without the decree of Allah. So then the Shaykh says, فَقَوْلُهُ صلى الله عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَا عَدْوَىٰ So when the Messenger said in the Hadith that there is no contagion, Meaning upon the basis of what the people of Jahiliyyah used to believe in Upon that understanding of contagion it doesn't exist The understanding that disease transmits in and of itself inherently Without the decree of Allah involved أَمَّا أَنَّ الْعَدْوَىٰ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ As for disease transmitting, contagion occurring, a healthy person becoming ill after mixing with somebody who was ill, as for that occurring by the permission of Allah, by the decree of Allah, then that is something which exists. هَذَا أَمْرٌ that is something which occurs وَلِهَاذَا نَهَى صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَنْ مُخَالَطَةِ الْمَجْذُومِ And that's why the Prophet ﷺ prohibited mixing with the leper. عَنِ الْقُدُومِ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ الْمَوْبُوءَةِ And he prohibited from Approaching and entering the land where disease is spread or, or the plague is spread pro- prohibited from entering that land fi fiha wa and also the messenger prohibited anybody who was outside of that land where the disease has become spread or the plague has occurred. The messenger prohibited others from outside of that area, healthy people, to go in to that land because then you are ending up in the means to becoming ill. You're ending up in those means and you do not want to take those means. So the messenger prohibited from going into that land and also for those who were already in that land, prohibited them from exiting and leaving that land. Because the one who's in there leaving and going out, and the one who is out going in, then that type of mixture occurring from in and out is a means, a means as we said, to the spread of disease, the Shaykh says. It is a means to the spread of it. عَنْهَا بِالْأَسْبَابِ الْوَاقِيَةِ And not doing that, obeying the Hadith, if you're in that land, do not exit from it. If you're outside of it, do not go into it. Taking these kinds of means and staying away from those affairs, is then a means it's a means again it all returns back to Allah but it is a means for protection it is a means to protection from that disease and illness وَالْإِقْدَامْ عَلَيْهَا إِلْقَاءٌ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ and going into a land where plague has occurred or, or disease is widespread is a means to your destruction you may go in there become ill and die it is a means to your ruin wallahu naha an dalika, and allah prohibited that illa man qawiya imanuhu wa tawakkuluhu ala allah ta'ala and hada qad waba wa yukhālit al-marḍa except a person who is Extremely strong in his iman And so he knows that yes It is a means to it occurring But that nothing will occur to him Except if it is by the decree of Allah He has absolute tawakkul upon Allah Absolute trust in Allah That type of person with that strength of iman The shaykh says he may end up entering Into that type of land And mixing with the sick and he doesn't become sick He has that absolute iman and trust and dependence in Allah That nothing will happen to him except if it is decreed And so from that iman and trust in Allah It becomes a means for him not becoming ill We'll get to that in a moment Because sometimes there can be means to something occurring Like mixing with the sick people is a means to becoming sick. But then there may be counteracting means that prevent the first set of means from occurring. We'll come to that in a moment. So, (laughs) وَاللَّهُ نَهَا عَن ذَلِكَ إِلَّا مَنْ قَوْيَ إِمَانُهُ وَتَوَكُّلُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ لأنه متوكل على الله سبحانه وتعالى لكن هذا لا يكون إلا لأهل الإيمان القوي أما أهل الإيمان الضعيف فهؤلاء, فهؤلاء يبتعدون عن هذه المواطن لألا يصابوا ثم تسوء عقيدتهم So the one who is weak in his iman, then he does not attempt to approach that type of scenario does not approach the land where there is plague or disease is widespread, does not mix with those who are ill because a weak person in his iman, if he ended up becoming ill, if those means took place and Allah decreed that he did become ill after mixing with the healthy, then it uh, after mixing with the ill, then it is possible due to the weakness in his iman, some thoughts may end up Overwhelming him that are closer To the thoughts of the people of Jahiliyyah oh, That I went there and I, and, I, and I was with that sick person And look I got sick afterwards So he starts to become pessimistic And he starts to have that Poor and weak attitude Which could be bordering towards the attitude Of the people of Jahiliyyah But a person of strong iman Even if he did become ill he knows it is only and purely by the decree of Allah that occurred Not because of disease transmitting by itself or anything of the like So that's why the Sheikh mentions here Somebody of powerful iman may end up mixing with the ill May end up going to that land and that would not affect him But the one who is weak in iman Then he is the one vulnerable to becoming affected and perhaps then becoming overwhelmed with ideas that are bordering towards the ideas of the people of jahiliyyah. Hence the Messenger said, avoid that, avoid that, avoid those scenarios in order to avoid initially the actual means to becoming ill, but then on top of that also to avoid a possible entry into an effect upon your aqidah if you did become ill. So, there are multiple reasons there to avoid and stay away from those areas and stay away from those means. <speaking in foreign language> so, generally speaking, approaching and going into places of danger are throwing yourself and casting yourself into destruction. And Allah has told us وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ And do not cast yourselves into destruction with your own hands into destruction إِلَّا إِذَا كَانَ هُنَاكَ مَصْلَحَ رَاجِحَ مِنَ الْإِقْدَامِ عَلَى هذه الْأُمُورِ فَيُقْدِمُ عَلَيْهَا أَمَّا إِذَا لَمْ يَكُنْ فِيهِ مَصْلَحَ رَاجِحَ فالأخذ بِالْأَسْبَابِ أحسن. So, unless there is some benefit, unless there is some specific reason, otherwise, then the sheikh says, taking the means and therefore staying away from that land where the disease is or staying away from mixing with the diseased or ill people, then that is taking the means to protection and that is better. وَإِذَا كَانَ هُنَاكَ مَصْلَحَ رَاجِحَ But if there was some specific need, then okay, it could be that a person goes uh, to that land or mixes with that people. So here, the first point of the narration, لا Adwa, that there is no contagion. We have now come to see, a Shaykh Al-Fawzan has clarified that there was a particular type of belief that the people of Jahiliyyah had when it came to contagion. And that belief was that disease inherently spreads by itself. Nothing to do with the decree of Allah or Allah willing for you to get ill or not get ill. They believed if you mix with the diseased or the ill, or go to a place where the disease is widespread, you'll become ill. You will end up upon that disease, because disease, according to them, spread by itself. So when the Messenger said, la adwa, He was negating that concept of theirs. That disease spreads by itself. But as the Sheikh says, he was not negating the absolute sense of contagion existing That if a healthy person mixed with a diseased one By the decree of Allah That means could take effect And so the disease by the will of Allah May transmit from the ill one to the healthy one And he may become ill So contagion in reality exists The Sheikh says "Hada شيء موجود However, the belief that it transmits by itself separate to the decree of Allah, that is wrong. But if you believe it may occur by the decree of Allah, wherever Allah wills, whomsoever Allah wills for that to occur to, by the decree of Allah, then there's nothing wrong with that. Allah may make the mixing of a healthy one with an ill one a means to the healthy one becoming ill. And this is going to the issue of the means Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala Ibn al-Qayyim, well known for his knowledge of medicine and these affairs He spoke about this topic and the topic of the means generally And he mentioned that Allah has made means for things to occur Like in this topic, in this context, the means of a healthy person becoming sick Is through mixing with an unhealthy person Mixing with somebody who is ill May become a means For the healthy one to become ill Allah has made means to things occurring But then Ibn al-Qayyim also mentioned Allah has made counteractive means as well Opposite means Such that A person may fall into the means for something to occur, but it doesn't because there are counteracting means, opposite means that override the original set of means. An example he gives is this, that mixing with the sick person is a means to you becoming ill. It's a means that may take effect. Why doesn't it take effect? One of the reasons may be because of counteracting means within you. Your level of trust and dependence in Allah, your absolute tawakkul in Allah, your absolute reliance in Allah, your trust in Allah, your recognition of the decree of Allah, all of those affairs of firm iman that you have and the righteous and good deeds that you do and your abandonment of sins All of those become means that basically in simple language Override the means of you mixing with a sick person and becoming ill So you mix with that sick person and don't become ill Because of your trust in Allah, your dependence in Allah, your righteous deeds, your abandonment of sins All of those are means to keep you healthy and not become sick and not become affected So sometimes there may be means that exist, but they don't take effect. And sometimes they take effect. And one of the reasons why they may not take effect is because there are other means, other means in play that are counteracting those initial means. So that is one thing to note because some of the scholars, they gave examples and they said that one of the proofs That contagion does not exist Is that some healthy people mix with some unhealthy people And they never get sick Which proves that contagion doesn't exist They said However we know that is not a proof All that proves is that Allah did not Decree for those particular people to become ill Allah did not decree for that transmission to occur And there could have been counteracting means in some of those other people, as reasons for them not to have fallen into that disease and illness. Also, here he mentioned Ibn al Qayyim on this hadith regarding la adwa, that there is no contagion. The narration, and there are many narrations and texts in the Quran and the Sunnah similar to this, it says la adwa, there is no contagion. So that could be understood to mean that there is no such thing as contagion at all. That disease does not transmit from one person to another at all. In other words, mixing with somebody who is diseased or unhealthy is absolutely not even a means to becoming sick. There is no such thing as contagion or transmission occurring. It's possible that could be understood from this hadith La adwa There is no contagion the messenger said So then if scholars they say that Then how do the other scholars reply to that Because the messenger did say There is no contagion La adwa No contagion they, they may say to you Why are you telling us That it's only talking about the adwa The contagion That they believed in in jahiliyyah. The messenger didn't say that. He just said no contagion. Whether it is the time of jahiliyyah or afterwards. (laughs) All contagion. There is no contagion. So how do they reply to that? The likes of a Shaykh al-Fawzan and others who take the opinion. Of course there is contagion by the decree of Allah. How can that be replied to? The hadith says no contagion. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to look at it as a whole, not just mm-hmm. individually. There is a very good evidence and explanation that Ibn al Qayyim mentioned. When there are texts telling you there is no such and such, they do not always, by default, as some type of principle, mean an absolute negation. They don't. They do not always mean an absolute negation And you're only going to know that If you study all of the sunnah The Quran and the sunnah in context That's when you would discover and realize Actually the negation here is not an absolute negation Because of all these other examples in the Quran and the sunnah One of the examples Ibn al-Qayyim mentions is The ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah The one that mentions about uh, uh, يَوْمٌ لَا بَيْعٌ فِيهِ وَلَا خُلَّةٌ وَلَا shafa'ah On a day when there will be the, the key part of it la شفاعة on a day when there will be no intercession آية in the Quran telling you on the day of judgment there will be no intercession لا Shafa'a. آية in the Quran no intercession on the day of judgment but we know of course there is intercession that occurs, authentic narrations in the sunnah. So now what are you going to do? We have a clear ayah telling you there is la shafa'ah, no intercession. And yet we know there are authentic ahadith, authentic texts telling us there is intercession that occurs on that day, the intercession of the Prophet wasallam. The intercession of the believers, the intercession of the angels, the intercession of the children, it's all affirmed. So now we understand that this negation in the ayah cannot be an absolute negation. So then there must be some explanation to that negation. And Ibn Qayyim said, it's clear what the explanation is. It is talking about the mushrikun. Who believed in intercession even without the permission. permission of Allah? We know that the accepted intercession, al the accepted and affirmed intercession that occurs, is only the one that occurs by the permission of Allah. Man yashfa'u 'indahu illa بإذنه Who is it that can intercede with him without his permission? The mushrikun used to think will intercede and will have intercession As an open thing Regardless of the permission of Allah So Allah tells them in the Qur'an There will be no intercession Meaning of the nature you believe There will be no intercession like that Except with the permission of Allah only So the negation was upon the mushrikun and their understanding and their belief Of the intercession they thought they would be able to get Allah was negating it in the Quran You will not have that intercession As for the intercession with the permission of Allah It exists Clear cut in the evidences So Ibn Qayyim used that as an example upon this issue too When the messenger said La Adwa, There is no contagion It does not mean an absolute negation that there is no contagion whatsoever. Rather, again, when you look at the texts and the narration tells you to stay away from the leper, it tells you not to enter the land of the plague, it tells you not to mix the healthy camels with the sick camels, all of the other textual proofs, then you come to an understanding that the negation here is not an absolute negation, but a negation that is restricted or explained upon a context, and it is the context Of the belief of jahiliyyah That contagion transmits by itself That is being negated But as for the contagion by the decree of Allah That is not Another example to prove that In this hadith You saw at the beginning There were four points of negation made in this hadith La adwa, la taira Those omens and superstitions These are all types of superstitions And omens they used to have Who used to have these omens and superstitions? The people of Jahiliyyah All of the things Being negated in the Hadith Are directly connected To the omens and superstitions The people of Jahiliyyah used to have So contagion likewise Is being negated upon the beliefs That the people of Jahiliya used to have not, These are not negations For what the people of iman have Or what uh, by the decree of Allah can occur It's not negations about those things It is negations about the beliefs Of the people of Jahiliya. You cannot say But the other three in the hadith We're going to get to the other three They are purely from the affairs of Jahiliya. You cannot say Well the other three were about the affairs of Jahiliya, And the first one is an absolute negation Jahiliya and us now included How are you going to make the exception For the first one out of the other three That is not in line with the Arabic language With the eloquence, with the texts Hussein Ali Sheikh He mentioned all of these Are put together in the hadith All of them are in the same context Therefore You cannot try to exclude one And say it applies to everything But the other three only apply To Jahiliya. If the other three apply to Jahiliya, so does the first one. They are all together in the narration. So that is another point mentioned by some of the scholars to highlight that the negation here is not an absolute negation. There is actually a lot of speech of the scholars regarding this topic of contagion and whether uh, it exists or does not exist. Because as you're aware, there are scholars who take the opinion that it is an absolute negation. Contagion does not exist. But there are many scholars who take the opinion that actually contagion can occur by the decree of Allah. There are tower of the scholars. For example, you have the Permanent Committee. The Permanent Committee, they mentioned that from all of the explanations that exist on contagion The best one is what Al-Bayhaqi and Ibn Salah and Ibn Al-Qayyim And Ibn Rajab and Ibn Muflih and others Who followed them upon that opinion said That the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu There is no contagion Is in respect to the understanding that they had of it in Jahiliya. In terms of ascribing the action to other than Allah Believing that these diseases spread in and of themselves Inherently by their nature Otherwise Allah may by his will Make the mixing of a healthy one With someone who has some of these illnesses A cause for that occurring Meaning the healthy one becoming sick and due to this This is all the permanent committee And due to this the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Flee from the leper as you flee from the lion And he said do not put a healthy one along with a sick one And he said regarding the plague Whoever hears of a plague in a land Then do not approach that land And all of that This is from the permanent committee Their speech still And all of that is by the decree of Allah That is the key in all of that, that it is all by the decree of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Some of the other statements of the scholars as well Regarding the contagion and their opinions As-Sheikh bin Baz He said the Arabs used to believe in contagion By its inherent nature And they would say That if a healthy one mixed with a sick one Then he would be infected with the same disease and they said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam O Messenger of Allah A camel is good and healthy And then a camel with disease mixes with it And so it becomes infected too So the Messenger said to them So who infected the first one? There is no contagion The meaning is, Shaykh Bin ba says Negation of the contagion by its inherent Nature That the ignorant of the mushrikun used to believe in And that diseases like man, etc. Transmit themselves by their inherent nature And this is false As for the fact that mixing can have an effect Then this was not negated by the Prophet Mixing may well have an effect The disease may transmit from the ill to the healthy Due to mixing by the command of Allah By the permission of Allah Due to the statement of the messenger Let not the healthy one Be brought together with the sick one And there are many other statements As-Sheikh Al-Bani he explains The statement of the messenger About not bringing healthy camels To drink the water alongside the sick ones When they used to take them to the watering hole for the camels to drink water, the messenger mentioned that the person who has any sick camels should not bring them together at the same time with a person who has healthy camels. The healthy and the sick camels should not mix, lest the disease spreads between them. So when that Bedouin came to the messenger and he said to him that we see our camels and they are fit and healthy, And then a camel with disease comes and mixes in And they all become diseased So the messenger said to him Who infected the first one? All the others They are infected upon what the Bedouin was highlighting Through the mixing But the first one didn't mix with any sick camel How did the first one become sick? By the decree of Allah and what the messenger was highlighting to the Bedouin therefore was that just as you... This is Shaykh al He said, the messenger was highlighting to the Bedouin, just as you understand that the first camel only became sick by the decree of Allah, then likewise all the others who ended up becoming sick through their mixing with that diseased one only became sick. And the disease only transmitted to them By The decree of Allah That's what the messenger was highlighting to him Because otherwise in jahiliyyah They believed the disease Spread by itself And as al-Albani highlights again When that Bedouin came with this observation to the messenger This observation that look the healthy camels They end up sick when they mix with the sick one Not at any stage did the messenger rebuke him for his observation. sheikh al-Albani highlighted this. Never once did the messenger rebuke the Bedouin for his observation of the healthy camels becoming sick when they mix with the diseased ones. If there was no such thing as contagion, then the obvious thing to have been done would be to simply Rebuke the Bedouin and tell him No, no, there's no such thing as that It doesn't occur The other camels are not becoming sick because of that It would be a clear rebuke sheik al-Albani said The messenger never rebuked the Bedouin For his observation of the healthy camels Becoming sick from the ill one Never rebuked him for that Rather he simply highlighted to him Upon the correct belief and aqeedah He needs to be upon in regards to this situation that he is seeing, that his healthy camels are becoming sick after mixing with the ill one. He needed to understand that just like the first one became ill by the decree of Allah, then remember and understand that all of these others, when they mixed with that diseased one, only became ill by the decree of Allah, not by the disease itself transmitting from that first one to the others. So Sheikh Albani said the messenger affirmed to the Bedouin that yes, the contagion is clearly occurring in your camels. It is. The messenger never rebuked that. He simply highlighted to him the correct aqidah in regards to what he was observing. So there are many examples of this, many uh, statements of the scholars. Uh, if you look at also uh, Sheikh al-Thaymin. Sheikh al-Thaymin mentioned The negation here is absolute And absolute negation is more general and encompassing Than negating just one or two or three individually So Adwa is the transmission of disease from someone ill to someone healthy And just as that can occur in physical illnesses It can occur in characteristics and traits So the negation of the four affairs, this hadith we're on right now, the negation of the four affairs is not negating their presence. As Shaykh al-Thaymeen says, because they are present. How are they present? Did the mushrikun used to throw the stones at the trees and the birds flew out? And did they used to take bad luck from that and stay in their homes? Did they used to do all of that? So did it actually exist in reality or not? In reality, these actions existed or not? They existed. In reality, they used to do all of that. They used to apply and implement all of those omens and, uh, and uh, superstitions. So it's not a negation saying, no, that doesn't exist. It does exist. They used to do it. But the negation is about the effect of those affairs. That even if they throw their stones and... Believe in those superstitions, it's all a nonsense. Birds flying out this way, that way, there is no effect on an affair. And even if they believe in contagion, it spreads by itself, then no, that's a nonsense. It only spreads by the decree of Allah. So the negation, As-Shaykh al-Athameen says, was not to tell us that these affairs do not exist, but rather it was to tell us the negation of their independent effects. Because indeed the one who causes the effect is Allah. So whatever has a known cause or effect, then it is valid and real. Also you have, for example, uh, a sheik Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad. So the negated contagion is the belief that diseases transmit by mixing And that they are contagious inherently in and of themselves. And this is negated without doubt. However, the mixing of the ill one with a healthy one may be a means for the transmission of the disease. But it's not necessary that it will occur. Because the means may be present, but the consequence may not. That is all by the permission of Allah the Mighty and Majestic. And Shaykh Ali Nasr Al-Faqihi Same thing He mentioned that When Allah decrees one camel or one person to become sick Allah decrees that to occur in the first one Then Allah may decree The mixing to be the cause For that disease to transmit to others So that is the first of the four affairs in this hadith La adwa, that there is no contagion That is the first point mentioned So this is negating and rebuking the mushrikun For their belief that diseases transmit by themselves And it's clarifying that in reality when that contagion occurs Then it is due to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person may mix with somebody ill and he does become ill and the disease does transmit to him by the permission and by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there is nothing negating that occurring Islamically and that is a permissible and correct aqidah of many of the scholars and there are some as we mentioned though who take the position some scholars of the past that there is no such thing as contagion at all it is one of those that is differed over and it's not even just the two opinions. There are four or five opinions regarding contagion and the, de- the details of that. So these are one of those topics when you look into it, you will find some statements on one particular stance. You will find some statements on another particular stance. And with these kinds of issues, it is important for a talibul ilm for a student of knowledge, to understand how to interact and deal with these types of topics, how to behave with these types of subjects. Take the example of a Shaykh Muqbil. A Shaykh Muqbil, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, takes the opinion that there is no such thing as contagion at all. And yet, when they went to him and they said, Shaykh, there are people who believe contagion exists. Many scholars, Ibn Al-Qayyim and others included, believe contagion exists. He said, as for me, I don't believe that contagion exists. But if somebody comes along and says, no, but Shaykh, it definitely exists. And there's this proof and that proof. He said, okay, if you want to take that position, you can. As long as you attribute it back to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you have those who have preceded you in this opinion. And so that is the way that the Sheikh Muqbil spoke about the topic. I believe it doesn't exist, but if you believe the position that it does, then you do have from the Salaf, you do have from those who preceded you in that belief, and there is no harm upon you for having that belief, even though I believe personally it doesn't exist. That is the way, that is the simple, simple way of interacting with these topics and issues where there are Differences of opinion that exist The scholars they have mentioned this topic so many times So many times they go over it And they cover it the topic of contagion How many scholars have given explanations of Kitab al-Tawheed They all come to this particular topic They all come to this particular chapter But it's a very simple Simple method of highlighting the evidences Clarifying that there are statements of scholars On this side or that side And that is it It is not a case of A war, some type of war is needed over this affair. That indicates a lack of understanding of the etiquette of a talib al-ilm. The lack of understanding of how a student needs to behave and interact with these issues. And to do that, to learn that, you must take these issues directly from the scholars. Listen to them, go and sit with them and see how they explain these topics and how they cover these issues where there are differences in them. And you will see the manner and the etiquette of dealing with these types of topics. So that is the first one, la adwa, that there is no contagion. Then we'll come to the rest of the hadith and the other three points of omens and superstitions from the next session, insha'Allah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that for today. The prayer is in.